When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Welcome to the family with Doug Sprinthal, Kelly Ferraro, Danette Peterson, Andy Brad Bernard. And featuring and Mike Gelfand. <laughs> oh, featuring Mike Gelfand. What do you think of yeah, that? Yeah, you know, I've been working it out with my agent. And featuring Michael Gelfand. M. McHoward Gelfano. How about that? Let's go back to that. <laughs> oh, that was those were the days. Who was that again that called you McHoward Gelfano? That was that, that was a great story. It was actually a typesetter. <laughs> it was it was like it was my first byline in the uh, in the Minneapolis Tribune. Love it. So the guy had you know never heard of me, and uh, and I guess he just kind of had had a little bit of uh, let's say myopia, and uh, that's what he came up with. Well, the closest I ever got to Mick Howard Gelfana would be Tim Brainerd. So you know, <laughs> yes, Tim Brainerd here, ladies and gentlemen. And, and what when was that? Oh God, that was twenty five years ago, probably. I was yeah. uh, Andre Baranard once. <laughs> Andre Baranard. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love it. That's Works for me. All right, we got to take a break. Day. We'll be right back in a couple of minutes. Michael Gelfand's with us. Of course, Doug Sprinthal's with us. The continuum of women. Well, only two of you, though. The other one's a stiff. <laughs> yeah. Nancy is very sick today, unfortunately. Oh, is she really? I'm yeah, sorry. You know is. what? Everybody's been sick over the station. I woke up this morning. I slept for 10 hours last night. I just didn't feel that well. I slept for 10 hours, and I still feel like crap. So that's because I work in radio, though. (laughs) Anyway, we'll be right back, kick things off right after this. What do you think? Let's do a live spot, shall we, Tom? For once? Ladies. Wait a minute. I can't hear you, Doug. What? (laughs) What? Is this on? Hello? What? Can you hear me? Huh? What? what? Can you hear me? What? <laughs> Walls All right. We'll, Walls we'll do a lot. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's the entire commercial. <laughs> We've been talking about this at our Nissan stores, and we actually have three of them in the Twin Cities. Uh, J-Lo up in Coon Rapids and uh, Dan Rush in Burnsville advertise on the morning show. But we have a third uh, Nissan store in Wyzetta. Uh, interestingly enough, we call it Walzer Nissan Wyzetta. Um, really? And they're really doing good. They've got decent inventory of new cars, which says a lot right now. And they've also come out with these short-term leases. You can lease a Nissan for 18 or 24 months, and you might ask yourself, well, why would I want to do that? Um, this chip shortage won't last forever. Uh, we've got two Subaru dealerships, and we have a total of four cars on the ground right now between the two of them. 
So with short-term leases, you can get into a brand new Nissan, drive it for a year and a half or a couple of years, and then get back into the market. Now, Nissan, I think, is being really smart, and they're obviously hoping to win some converts, but it's a pretty cool deal. So you can check out all three of our Twin Cities Nissan stores for these short-term lease deals. How was that? Can you hear me? Tom? What? What's what? your name again? Hello? Is it... Dig, dig danger field. Dirk Diggler. Dirk Diggler. There's a name from the past. There's Dirk Diggler from the past. Walzer Automotive Group. Walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant. What's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who've been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Hey folks, it's Brian Zepp, and spring is finally here. If you're like me, you're seriously ready for some wind therapy. Make sure you and your motorcycle are good to go with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, Metric Cruiser, or Sport Bike, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets too. Order before 8 p.m., and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Follow Zepp's lead and head to DennisKirk.com. They ship today. We're just rocking out, man. Okay, I'm going to run something by you guys, and I'm going to have you guess a number for me. What? Okay. <laughs> I'm I'm warning you, Sprintball. <laughs> I have to say to you, you pill. Uh, in any case, um, Guess the. No, I'll give you one number and you guess the second number. You ready? Again, I, I really can't tell you who sent this to me because I don't know if they want me revealing that or any of those kinds of things. You know him. You guys all know him. He's a very nice guy, really good guy. Okay, you ready? Ready. Microchips. There have been a problem. Doug, in your business, you still have microchip problems, are you not? I think that's what that last ad for Walzer Nissan stores was all about. That's exactly <laughs> right. So we're still having problems, and that's what made me think of this. This, again, from a friend who's in not the automotive business, but a different business. Microchips. One of our manufacturers is now paying a certain amount of money for a chip they were paying $0.08 cents for last year. It was $0.08 cents last year. How much is he paying for these microchips this year? Anybody have a guess? I'm going to go with twelve dollars. Yeah, for real. Probably. I was going to say ten dollars. Yeah. Anyone else? Fifteen. Ooh, good guess at the end. We got a winner. You know, these people. I have a hard time guessing because I think in terms of uh, wholesale. No, oh, of course, nice Jewish yeah. boy like you. <laughs> exactly. You know. Yeah. So I mean, I was going to say you know like twenty-four cents. So. 
<laughs> 24, <laughs> just triple, triple the number. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, the eight cent chip this year cost sixty four dollars. Sixty four dollars. Supply so and an demand. Eight hundred times increase. That's yeah. pretty bad. <laughs> it's pretty bad. All right. Yeah. Well, supply and demand, as you yeah. just said, it's just it's mm-hmm. insane. Yeah, it is. So I don't know, but thank you for sending that over, my my friend. It's just a great guy. And you think people would start yeah. like making chips in their basement? <laughs> Turn yeah. a huge. How hard can it be? Counterfeiting <laughs> microchips. Why not? Why is it such a problem? Does anybody know why it's such a problem? It Doug, why is it such a problem? Very, very specialized equipment to make these etchings on the boards because we're dealing with like nanometers in yeah. distance. So you have to have microchip machinery to make microchips you can't just like you know do you remember, do you remember the dudley moore uh movie where he goes he's a mad uh av ad exec and he goes crazy he winds up in the nut house and falls in love with daryl hannah and then starts an ad agency oh yeah well one of the and they become wildly successful because their ads are just well it kind of sounds like the stuff that we'd have on kq but one of them he does an ad for sony and he goes sony electronics because white people's hands are just too damn big. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good. It was funny. Oh, yeah. I always liked him. I thought he was very, very good. You know, uh, one of my favorite lines of his is from Arthur, of course, where a woman at a table says to him, You know, a good person could get you to stop drinking. And he replies, She'd have to be a very big person. <laughs> <laughs> What a great line. What a magnificent line that is. Normally one would have to go to a bowling alley to meet one of your caliber. Wasn't he great? Oh, God, he was great. He was so great. I don't wish to put it on. I wanted him to wear a cowboy hat. (laughs) (laughs) So what's going on at Continuum? Everything good? Everything's great. We were actually just talking about before we came here. We're uh, excited about an event we have coming up. It's called The Truth About Weight Loss, and it is, uh, you can find it on Eventbrite. People can go to Eventbrite, and it's happening Tuesday, May 3rd, from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m., and people can attend virtually or in person, and Danette will be leading that show, and um, we, she's going to talk about all things truth about weight loss, Danette. We are going to dispel all the myths. That's my goal. <laughs> you mean not just about weight loss, but about religion and everything? Just everything. Yeah, we're going to solve all the world's problems. We like to oh. go comprehensive. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's got to do it. I mean, who's picking up the ball here right now? Seriously. Uh, you're absolutely right. Somebody's got There's a job that somebody has to do, and right. you're just the person to do it. Yes, I'm the person who picks up the balls off the floor. Yes. No question about it. Now, I do have people coming up to me, uh, talking to me about, well, tell me more about Continuum, because we're at that time of the year now, are we not? I know I yeah. know, the first of the year is big, but coming into spring and summer, boy, it's time to lose some weight, isn't it? <laughs> You're right. This is definitely even busier now, because people kind of try things on their own, and kind of the DIY approach to if they need to lose some weight or, you know, get in better shape or start an exercise routine, whatever it is. Um, but then they, they kind of hit a wall or they kind of feel like, you know, I'm not seeing the progress that I want. And come, you know, March, April, May, boy, it's, you know, phones ringing. Um, people are oh, reaching yeah. out to us. And, um, yeah, so people are, are ramped up for spring and summer. So, yeah. It's panic season. Yes. 
Panic season? You call that panic season? <laughs> well, that's what they call it. We're trying to get people to stop thinking that way, right? It's like yeah. we're, we're taking the more the tortoise approach, tortoise in the hair. You need to do this slowly. You need to. Yeah. Yep. It can't be a quick fix. We're, we're done with the quick fixes, so. Yeah, is there any such thing as a quick fix anyway? You're to look, unless you starve yourself, that's the only quick fix I can think of, and that doesn't work either. No, it only works in the very short term, mm-hmm. and then you just set up a big problem for later. Right. Are people getting a better understanding of what weight loss is all about? Because there have been so many scams over the years of this that the fat burner plan is enough. I don't even know what that was. I just cannot forget <laughs> the name because the guy would go like this. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Bill to talk about the fat burner plan. Let me tell you something. The fate burner plan is un- some southern guy. The fat burner plan. Is it fat burner? Is it? Okay. But, yeah, I mean, I got to believe over the years those kind of plans made a lot of money because people would go, oh, really? I can lose all the weight in two, three hours? All I got to do is spend you 500 bucks." I suppose those companies must have done very well because they kept coming back till finally they just disappeared, right? I think people really were thinking they could do a quick fix approach yeah. to something, and and there were those those things out there, right? Um, whether they were diet pills or appetite suppressants programs, whatever it was. But I think people are savvier now to, even though on the front end, the quick fix sounds like a good idea and that's what they really want to do. Um, But I think people now are wiser and they're seeing that, you know, this really isn't a good idea um, long term because I'm not going to be able to, I'm going to be right back where I started. Yeah, that makes sense. Do you think people will, will understand it is a good, I don't, you don't need to go, that's the other thing, and I, I am as guilty of it as anybody in the history of weight loss, there's no doubt about it. I'd be, you know what, I'm going to drop some weight, so I would go in and start lifting weights and running and working out about three hours a day, which will make you lose weight, but it'll also make you feel like crap and want to give up. <laughs> so, right. Or get um, injured and then give up, right? We yeah, talked about that injured. last time, I think. Yeah, yeah that's exactly right. So, for me now, it's it's become walking. I love to go for walks. I just I go for a lot of walks every day. One here, one there. I go for a long walk on the weekends. Uh, ease into it. Uh, continuum is a very easy plan to follow. Uh, you sit down and talk to you guys. You want a great understanding of what it's all about, and it's not hard to do. You know, nothing special you need to do. Those are the ones I never cared for, the diets where you had to go buy. Well, yeah, if you go down and you buy this uh, special, and I'm like, oh, it's a special thing-ish. Mm. <laughs> I yeah. hate that. Yeah, and you're not going to do that for the rest of your life. So right. why don't you just start the rest of your life now and do it this way? Mm-hmm. And, and it's like they're just temporary solutions. It's, why don't you just do the long-term solution first? So I, we really think the paradigm of weight loss is shifting now because people are, I think they've done enough of the quick fixes and they work for a little while and then they get stuck and they're, right. they're just done with that now. So they're looking for, okay, well, what, what do I do then? Because obviously I'm not where I want to be. So really let's eat food. Let's mm-hmm. start there. Let's eat yep. real food and let's customize it for you so you can actually enjoy eating it. Because if I tell you to eat cabbage soup all day and you don't like it, yeah. not going <laughs> to happen. So let's, let's make it realistic. Let's make it customized. And then let's have a nice, slow, steady 
just allow your body to get back to its healthy weight. And then you already learned how to eat, so it's going to stay there, and you don't ever have to do this again. Yeah, see, that makes total sense. I want to bring something up to you that I did bring up on the air briefly, but I wanted to talk to you guys about it when I saw it happening. I said, oh, God, i got to talk to Continuum about this. We went to Disney World with the with the Alex and her kids and Dana, her friend, and and I'm not trying to be a jerk here because it's it's. I just made this observation walking around Disney World, and I try to pay attention. I always have kind of tried to pay attention to the world out there, and I know that women tend to put a lot of weight on beneath the waist, much more than men do. Apparently, women put on. Um, a lot of weight from the waist down, most of their weight on from the waist down. Now, obviously, the whole body will be covered. But it, was there some medication, whether it's, a, you know, the birth control or whatever? Women's legs, not all of them, of course, but women's legs now. I have gigantic legs. You guys have seen my legs. <laughs> I have very large, muscular legs. These women, their legs were two or three times bigger than mine. I mean, all the way down to their feet. Their feet were very, very big. What is ca- What causes that? That's a great question. Mm-hmm. So what we know, so men and women are different. Yeah. <laughs> surprise. Um, really? Surprise. <laughs> really and a big surprise. Yeah. So estrogen actually tells the body where to store body fat. That's right. why when you're postmenopause or perimenopause, your your weight where it stores in your body shifts more to the abdomen where that's where where men t- typically gain weight. But mm-hmm. for women, estrogen is directing that body fat in the lower part of the body. It's designed so that you're you're supposed to store fat there so you can feed the babies, right? Like that's right. the whole human process. Oh, sure. So mm-hmm. that that's why it tends to be different for men un- and women until postmenopause. And that's why women's hips are wider, childbirth, and then we have more body fat. We will survive, um, you know, longer than men will if, you know, we're, we're stuck out in the elements. You guys are going to uh, not make it. We're going to make it because we have more body fat. Well, <laughs> that's great news. Right? Is, aren't, aren't I nice? Um, but it, it, it is for those reasons. <laughs> it is for those biological reasons for, you know, childbirth, childbearing. Um, you know, feeding feeding children. You know, women just have more body fat for those reasons. Um, but Danette's right. It just it fascinates me because it, it looks. And I was wondering if there's some you know drug company scam going on here that these women are taking some medication that's causing it to happen or make it even worse. Because I got to be honest, I don't remember. You know, women were overweight, but not at this rate. I, I just. Women are a lot bigger than they used to be, but maybe are, is everybody bigger yes. than they used to be? Yes, yes. absolutely. One thousand percent. What's the Sadly. obesity rate? Forty-two percent. Forty. Is it it really? It's almost it's half. Really no, high. it's higher than that now. It's, it's literally almost half. It's going to be fifty percent by twenty thirty. Okay. Really? Yeah. And and yes, and sadly, you know the the obesity and overweight rates of children now are higher yes. than ever as well, which is that crushes my heart. And you know, mm-hmm. um, but but yes, definitely, people, men and women are more overweight and more obese now yeah. than ever. And those numbers are not getting smaller; they're getting bigger. You know, it's so weird about that. Then I started noticing men as well because I went, "Well, is this happening in men?" 
So I started looking at the men. Men all have huge guts and fat jowls. <laughs> that's, that's where men put their weight on. I mean, what was the name of the ride you were on? Was it Donut World by any chance? Or? It was not Donut World. Okay. It was called Disney World. And my God, people, I'm, I'm look, well, I can and I'm not for saying that. this. Yeah. But we are, yeah, we were in Disney World. Uh, was this two years ago now? One year. Yeah. Yep. And yep. Oh, yeah, there's uh, there's some people who it's like I don't even know how they can walk. I couldn't walk if I had that much weight on me. My joints yeah. would be aching all the time. Yeah. Is are, it going are. to be a si- yeah. yeah? Is it going to be a situation where if we don't do something now, if you don't go see somebody like Continuum? It, it it certainly has gotten worse and worse and worse. Will that continue if we don't, as a society, do something about this? Oh, man. That's, that's a <clears throat> mammoth, mammoth topic. You know, and it, it, it stems from, you know, our health care system, and it stems yep. from, you know, so many different, our, our food industry. It, there's, there's never just one, Danette and I say this all the time, there's, sure. it's never just about one thing. Um, there's there's a combination of, of issues around this around this um, kind of situation that we're in with obesity and but I mean some things that we can do and tackle um, individually at home as parents for example is to be healthier become more educated about proper nutrition. Um, and be a good example for our kids, right? You know, when you're at the grocery yeah. store, be putting healthy things in, in the cart um, because, you know, they don't have the credit card. They don't have the checkbook, these kids. They're not buying the groceries. So, right. you know, we, we need to, and that's what we strive to do is, you know, educate not just our clients, but people. This is why we have these classes, um, like we're having Truth About Weight Loss available to people. It's free on Eventbrite. You know, we really want to help people understand more about um, <clears throat> food, nutrition, exercise, um, activity, and how it affects our lives and how it affects our families. Yeah, and, I mean, there's no question about that. And I want to throw in the whole, it's like we need the empathy piece too because we're in the, we're really the victims of this perfect storm, right? We, um, you know, women got into the workforce and it's like, who's at home cooking? Well, we're not really cooking food at home anymore. We, we're doing a lot more convenient type stuff. And, right. and then the whole food industry changed and they discovered high fructose corn syrup in the 70s and then put that in everything. And it, it was just this whole change in what, there's a lot of calories out there masquerading as food and they're really not mm-hmm. nutritious food. And, but people don't know that you don't learn that in school. And so it's like, I, you know, I feel bad for people. It's like, where do you learn that? Nobody teaches you this. And those foods really make your brain happy. So then you're fighting with that. And it's like, you just, you get frustrated. And how do you solve this big problem? That is just this perfect storm of difficult. So when you sit down with somebody like that and say, hey, you know, we've got a a long road ahead of us, I mean, obviously you're not going to say that to them. But a lot of people now, I I don't know the percentage. You talked about a percentage of of people that do have a weight problem. But the severe, the morbidly obese problem has gotten much worse. How do you... How do you handle people who are morbidly obese? Because they're going to be, you start talking to them too much, they're going to get scared to death and run away, right? Right. And it's all about what improvements can we make? It's it's baby, and it didn't happen overnight. You didn't, that didn't happen to you right. overnight. Mm-hmm. So let, let's just not even focus on the weight. Like we really need to focus on what is food? Are you eating food? 
or is it something else? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and let's right. start there and just gradually improve that because that's going to take a while. I mean, our brains are happy when we eat donuts. It, you know, it, that is a hard thing. When you're tired, you're upset, you're having a feeling you don't like, that donut makes you feel better. So why would you not use it? It's the path of least resistance. I just want to feel better. Life is overwhelming. Um, so let's just try to gradually make those changes. And then, like I said, the weight, weight loss is just going to be a side effect of eating food again. Human bodies are designed to eat yeah. nutritious mm -hmm. food. And that, that just needs to be the focus. And a lot of people, A, don't know how or have emotional reasons that get in the way of them actually doing it. Um, it, you know, you have to help on all the fronts. Right, right. Because then it becomes less overwhelming. And if we're not focusing on just the weight that needs to be lose, that losed, <laughs> that Ooh, needs lose. to be losed. I'm creating I a new like word. Um, that needs to be lost. It makes it more um, doable for that person. You know what I mean? Now, what would you do with a guy like, you know, who's morbidly unobese like Galfan? <laughs> what do you think? Well, All it, I ask is pity, Tom. Pity. <laughs> he, just, he just wants a little empathy and understanding, right? This is hard. I mean, you know, but seriously. it's not easy being on a low-fiber diet. No. Yes, I suppose that's it true. It's true. Mm -hmm. It is not. I, mean, I can barely eat any fiber myself. Yeah. I have a feeling yeah. we have very similar health issues. So, yeah, any, yeah, you so, could any uncooked be a vegetable. Jew. I could be. It's hard <laughs> to say. No I, am, I am a large part Eastern European, and it's, you know, it's the uh, same area. Same deal. Well, mm -hmm. and I really wonder what is happening with our gut. Like, if this food that's not really food it, it's creating inflammation in our digestive system mm -hmm. and that is making it impossible for people to absorb mm -hmm. healthy food like it's it's a double whammy it's like you broke it and now we can't feed it the thing it right. needs to be well so that's a hard place to be like how do you heal your gut that's a that's a baby step process as well you got to calm it down yeah. and then you right. know, just yep. try Absolutely. things you don't know what you're going to react to right mike well, right, and I think one. I think I can explain part of the phenomenon uh, from a, uh, a short, uh, a short moment in the uh, Big Bang Theory series, which you know a lot of insight can be gained sometimes from humor. So I'm thinking about uh, the. Uh, I just I just saw the rerun of this the other day, so it's fresh in my mind. They're all sitting around. You know how they'd all sit around and eat, eat Chinese takeout, sure. right? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So Wallowitz, who obviously is Jewish, uh, Wallowitz is, uh, is eating a pork. And uh, so the, uh, the, uh, the Asian guy from, from uh, India or Pakistan, I can't remember which, Raj, mm, yeah. right. he says, he says, uh, he says to Wallowitz, uh, so uh, uh, when, uh, when Jews eat pork, do they go to hell? And uh, while it says we don't have hell, we have acid reflux. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's that true. Yeah. Good. Talk about lakes of fire, geez. <laughs> right. That's the hell fire right there, right in your chest. <laughs> no, no, but, yeah. <clears throat> I look. I mean, this has nothing to do with weight, but it does have to do with how human beings are developing. Did you know that Minnesota now has the tallest family in the world? What? Minnesota has the tallest family in the world. Uh, the tallest man in the family is six foot ten, 
and the tall, a tall, the shortest woman. So the tallest man is six foot nine, six foot ten. The shortest woman in the family is six three. Wow! <laughs> oh my Jesus. gosh! Yeah. There are a couple of women who are six. I think they're six five and six seven. They were standing in a normal size room, and they all had their hands up in the air, and they could all touch the ceiling. So there might be some sort of genetic pituitary issue going on. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. Think. I don't have that problem. <clears throat> but it's a family, so there's I'm just telling you, I, you just think about that. So is that part of it as well? It's not just a weight issue. It's the fact that humans are getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. It, it, does that make it tougher? Does it make it easier? What, what's your opinion on that? Well, I mean, you want to focus more on body composition right. rather than just okay, how tall you yeah, are. Good. So, yeah. you know, yeah. do you have a large percentage of body fat, right? Normal body fat percentage for men's somewhere between 15 and 20 percent. And for women, mm-hmm. it's between 25 and 30. So that's what we look at. We're not it's not because like your BMI isn't it, that's that's not a really useful number for most people. Right. So we, we do the body composition so we can tell, like, is this a healthy body composition or maybe we need to reduce body fat a little bit or gain muscle mass. But I guess I guess what I'm thinking also is the fact that we are getting bigger as a species. Does that cause a problem as far as weight gain, too? Mm, that's a good question. I mean, yeah. I scientifically, I don't know the answer, but um, you know, it really does depend. Genetics certainly hold a, a big factor in, in certain things around this, but but also certainly our choices that we're making as far as what we're putting in our mouths, eating and drinking. A lot easier, yeah. And also activity level. Right. And the other piece we don't really understand is um, are there um, is some of this type of food affecting the human hormones because growth hormone and then your testosterone, your estrogen, yeah. like all these things can be affected by our environment, not just food, but environment like plastics and all. I mean, we don't even know how that affects. And if your body is, you know, has a jolt of growth hormone, like you're going to be a lot taller. So we mm-hmm. don't, we don't really know how all that plays into the human body. We shall take a break. Be right back. More with the continuum women, except for Nancy, of course, who claims to be sick. She said she was sick of Doug. That's what she actually said. <clears throat> Join the club. <laughs> Join the club. Right back with Dougie and Andy and the continuum women and even Tom and Mike, too. Right back. Dan Chesky's here from Dan's Southside Marine. It won't be long now until we start seeing boats on the water. Warmer temps and open water are coming soon, Tom. We have inventory in stock now from Alumacraft, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou with more arriving daily. What's the secret to finding a boat you're looking for this year, Dan? My recommendation is to shop now, pick a model, put your name on it. Our team of pros at Dance Outside Marine will have the knowledge and experience to get the boat you want equipped the way you want it equipped. What about financing options? Right now, we are offering low-interest financing options up to 144 months with qualified credit. Ask for details when you visit the store. Alumacraft Fishing Boats, Premier, Avalon, and Manitou Pontoons, all powered by Suzuki Outboards, are in stock now with new boats arriving daily. Dan Southside Marine is located just six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington, or shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. 
Tom here, and I'm talking with Brad Huckle and Mike Bilski of North American Banking Company. We've talked before about how working with a community bank like North American Banking Company can benefit business owners. Do you have an example you could share with our listeners? Our customers at Homeco Insulation and Blaine have been banking with a big bank for many years, but suddenly their calls weren't getting returned and their banker was unresponsive to their business needs. You can imagine their frustration. They had a successful business, wanted to expand, and their bank cut them off. They were ready to move on from their big bank. When they referred to us, we knew they wanted to work with a community bank that would be responsive and would take the time to understand their business and its needs. That sounds like a perfect fit. I know it can always reach out and not only talk to an actual person, but I'm talking to an experienced lender. They've told us the same thing, Tommy. Look, I know Brad and Mike, and I trust them with my banking. My whole family does. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. You all have helped build my pillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. We are back, ladies and gentlemen, again from the waist up. The men would be Mike and Andy and Doug. From the waist down, it's continuum. What do you think? Although neither one of you has an extra ounce on you. I should point that out. Probably a good thing. That makes sense? Well, we have to, we have to walk the walk, not yeah, just well, talk the talk, a, you know? That's exactly what I'm saying. You have to walk the walk, so it's a good yeah. thing you're in such good shape. Well, thanks. Does that help people a lot when they come in and see, hey, look, you know, they're, they're, everybody here is doing fine and blah, blah, blah. Well, we hope so. Or do so. they just go, well, you, do we just we dip? So. It's got to be helpful, I would think, isn't it? Well, I think it is. And then sometimes in the moment it isn't because it's, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, shoot, you don't have a problem. You don't relate to me. Right. right? You don't know what this is like. And so. Yeah, we've kind of had, Danette and I have definitely experienced that reverse sort of judgment chair right like we, we really have had people come out and say well how do you know what it's like if, yeah, you know, how sure. can you relate to me and you know mm. that that's valid that's fair in, in some mm. in some ways but then again not really because um, you know I, I use the example of you know I've been um, I have two kids and I've been pregnant and you know gained a considerable amount of weight with my pregnancies and so I you know have been in the you know, sore joints and the, you know, uncomfortable being at a, at a heavier weight for my body and my, my body frame. So, you know, on some levels I, I can relate to, to what that's like, but I also understand that there's a lot of aspects of, um, someone being overweight or obese that I, that I don't understand. And, um, but, you know, being in this industry for as long as we've been in and um, learning from our clients and talking to people and understanding what we know about um, weight and weight gain and weight loss. Yeah, you know, we are in an empathetic seat across that table from you, talking to you and listening to you and um, and definitely hearing and understanding you. Right. And I, my approach is always, no, I don't know exactly what you're feeling, but mm-hmm. I want to know how you're feeling. I'm here to listen. Right. See, I think that's good. I think that's 
great that you both look at it that way, and I, I, I guess I never thought of that. See, I would go in and look when I've been on different programs and all the rest of it. I would go in and meet people and go, hey, they're just fine, so I guess I could uh, you know, drop the weight and be just fine. See, I took it the opposite way instead of mm-hmm. how would you know mm-hmm. – because I don't know how you, gain, you know, maintain your your current body, your right. shape, how you got there in the first place. I, that's the last thing I would do is go. Well, how do you know? <laughs> well, you're so open-minded, Tom. Oh, that's what it is. There's no <laughs> question about. Oh, we got Kelly laughing up a storm about that. Why is she laughing, Tom? I don't understand. I don't understand it either. I, you know, it's typical. But no, I I really I I don't mind saying that. Um, I have to work very hard um, to be the size I am, and I'm not, um, you know, I, I'm honest about that. I, I have to work out. I have to be mindful about what I'm eating and drinking. And, again, but it's it's my lifestyle. It's not just my job. It's my lifestyle. And mm-hmm. I've been this way. I've been blessed to be someone who loves to exercise. I know there are lots of people out there who don't love it. Um, but I, I happen to, to love it. It's the gym is my happy place. And, no, I have um, to ask you. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, that's okay. Uh, because your 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 husband um, is a very muscular man, correct? He is. I mean, I've, I've never met him, but I've seen pictures of him. He's a very muscular guy. Works out a lot. Mm-hmm. So does he have to eat a ton to maintain all that muscle? I mean, mm-hmm. is that a problem for everybody else in the family? How does that work? Yeah, I mean, he's very aware and, and conscious of what he's eating, how often he's eating, how much protein he's eating, um, and he's not a drinker. Um, so, you know, he he's uh, he is putting in the effort, believe me, when I say he's putting in the effort. And, again, it's, you know, he doesn't just kind of roll out of bed and, um, you know, weigh 200 pounds and have 6% body fat. So um, he, he works at it. So you said he's not a drinker? He's not. I mean, he See, will I, have an occasional beer, you know, at a social event or whatever, but he's, he's not a drinker. Well, I mean, the reason I asked you that is he's a, since he's a cop, I just assumed he was Irish. <laughs> Thank you very much. Great to be here. Nope. And, <laughs> she goes, nope, no, it's not true. But no, I, I think that's a... It's a wonderful thing. You're doing what you do. You're very successful at it. He's doing what he does, very successful at it. You're going about it two different ways, but you're both achieving success, and you can show support for one another. I think that's huge. That's a great point that you bring up, Tom, the support piece. Um, oh, yeah, That's something huge. we ask our clients is, who do you have in your life who is supporting you with the decision yep. to, you know, um, get healthier, um, you know, whether it's losing weight, gaining weight, um, starting an exercise routine, whatever it is, because that support piece is huge for people. It really is. Absolutely. And, and we, we also ask, like, you know, how who are the people in your life who are influencing your food decisions, too? Oh, that sure. That can be huge. Yeah. No, I'm sure that is. You know, I don't know if you guys, I don't, I don't think I brought this up the last time we were on together. I may have, and I just stopped me if I did. But uh, over vacation, I was watching Dragnet, which starts, I have to have something to do when I wake up at 4 in the morning, and Dragnet starts at 5.30 <laughs> on me TV. so I've been watching that. <laughs> the world has come a long way in the last 50 years. Well, 50 to 55 years, because they have a a 1967 version of it, and there's a 1970 version. But I noticed on that show, and it's happened several times now, 
the two cops show up to talk to this woman. She got cheated out of money by her daughter's boyfriend or something, right? And the mother says, you know, I don't like losing this money. I'm not comfortable with it, but then I'm grateful. I guess I'm just grateful that she has a boyfriend because she's kind of homely and fat. (laughs) Says about her own daughter, right? So then... Here comes a daughter through the door. She's neither homely nor fat. I mean, she's a, she's a, but I, I don't mean to say a bigger woman, but she's, she's got some, she was maybe, maybe 20 pounds overweight. Mm. And, and I don't even think it was that much. And she certainly wasn't homely. So just the way we handle it now is so much better than it used to be. I mean, my God, we used to go after fat people. And if you pay attention to, to television from the 60s, 70s, even 80s, they're talking about fat people all the time. Right. Isn't that and, amazing? And hence where a lot of the shame has come from. And yes. that's where this, mm-hmm. well, you don't know what I've been through. It's like that that's coming from a place of I've been shamed for most of my life around sure. this. And, right. and it's really, and I don't. It's not really people's fault that this is happening to them, just like any other health condition. This is a health condition, right? You need the proper treatment for this health condition. This isn't about your character, right? We should not assassinate people's character because they are in this place, like, right? Now, can you do something about it? Absolutely, and you're the only one who can take that step, but you definitely need support, and you absolutely should not be shamed about it. Yeah, shame's a waste of time. <clears throat> it really, I, I, you know, I, unless you're a criminal, I guess you should be ashamed of your behavior if you're a criminal. But, um, yeah, shaming oneself over this, that, or the other thing, I, I agree. It's a complete waste of time, and I wish people would stop doing that. Mm-hmm. That would, I mean, look, he, you're going to shame yourself over being overweight. How'd you be like like Doug Sprinthal? He's in the car business, for Christ's sake. How shameful. <laughs> wow. Thanks, Tom. <laughs> he goes, wow. <laughs> wow. So, Dougie, what do you think? Well, I, I, it, you bring up an interesting point. I think my wife is probably the best salesperson I ever met, even though she works as a communications director at a church. Imagine this sales job. Mom, got a new boyfriend. I think he's the one. He's only been married three times. He's a used car <laughs> salesman, and he plays in bands. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, and now I, I get along with, with my mother-in-law just fabulously. It took a little work at first, but <laughs> uh, I understand that to be. But you did describe yourself quite well. You, well, you got to be honest, right? Mm, I never was. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't think it was a great approach to take. But the great news in all this, we and, and, and the reason I wanted to personalize it so much, you, you heard from from Andy and Mike Gelfan, the two of you, from Doug and from me, we all have problems dealing with certain things. In Mike's case, it's not a weight problem, but he does have an eating problem. Mike, you have to deal with an eating problem, do you not? Oh, absolutely, yeah. So And that can't be all that easy to do. You don't have, I mean, you should actually gain some weight, and yet you have food problems just like people who are overweight, correct? Oh, you know, I, I mean, first thing I do when I get up uh, around noon, if I'm lucky. Around noon, sure. Is, uh, is to try to figure out what I can eat. You know, so planning meals is tough because you know, with limited choices, you got limited options. You know, what yeah, are you going to do? True. Now, do you have to stay away from certain things, Mike, or they'll make you sick or something? Oh, yeah. I thought well, so. Well, again, yeah. I have a low-fiber diet because I have all sorts of scarring in my intestines. And, Is that from uh, being so, in radio? 
<laughs> well, you know, uh, there are a lot of scars from being in radio, but that's yes. not one of them. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, but, you know, it's so things things that I really like a lot, you know, like beans, for example. Oh, Healthiest sure. food there is, right? But I can't eat them. God. See, that's too bad. I guess what, I, I, and it's really coming across, you guys are doing a great job with this. What I'm trying to prove today is of all the people that are on this show, um, not really one that has a weight problem. Some some have a few extra pounds here and all the rest of it. But we still have to watch what we do. Mike has to watch the food he eats for one reason, Andy for another, because, Andy, some food makes you quite sick as well, does it not? Oh, God, yeah. Any vegetable, especially any uncooked vegetable, and I'm sure. Oh, no, no. Yeah, no Mike knows exactly yet. what I'm talking about. <laughs> Can't do that, no. You know, i got to talk to God. If God had told me before we had children... You know, your son's going to grow up be just like Mike Gelfand. What is it, <laughs> honey? I don't know. If, I don't know if we'd have. We should have kids or not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what do you think? Harsh. The good news is Andy could probably pass. You know, for a member of the tribe. Oh, there's that no doubt true. about that. I'm not going to go into detail why I could, but you can if you want. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say these things. That's true. Well, you know, I'm just talking about uh, you know the the three things that come from the diaspora. You know. The, which is, of course, for for Ashkenazi Jews, most of our most of our ancestors come from the diaspora in Minsk, and uh, and the three things that they tend to have in common is uh, is uh, let's just say better than average intellect, uh, depression, and of course, uh, well, the most severe. Uh, the most severe thing would be Crohn's disease, but if not Crohn's mm-hmm. disease, mm-hmm. it's just general intestinal issues. Yeah, that's all true. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why that is with the intestinal issues. You think uh, growing up in a relatively harsh area, I guess you could say it's not. I mean, Minsk is a pretty well, nice area, but you think uh, having your ancestors been from an area like that, they would have evolved to be able to eat basically anything. But uh, yeah, but, but you know what you're happened. dealing with there. Is, is a closely bred population. That's true, yeah. So it That's breeds true, in yeah. these, these, the good things and the bad things. Mm-hmm. All See, I think that's royalty a, a great, in that way. So Minsk is right. like the St. Cloud of Eastern Europe? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, I, yes. I said high intelligence. Uh, oh, 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 that's right. Oh, that was just kidding, was, that, just was that before or after humbleness? <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> I love that whole thing. That went over very well. Yeah, and I, you guys are doing a great job because what I'm trying to prove to people is if you think that other people don't have problems just like you do, whether it's weight or not enough weight, too much weight, yeah. uh, you can't sleep, you can't. there are things you can't eat. We all have the same problems. They appear different, though. That It's all the same problem. But they just appear to be different. So well, I actually just did uh, some quick calculations based on a uh, conversation we were having in the chat okay. about um, when people quit soda. Well, that's a very good way to lose weight. Mm-hmm. Right. So I was wondering, I was like, so how much could that possibly contribute to the entire obesity epidemic of the entire United States? So I did the calculation based on how much soda the average American drinks how many calories would be in that soda and how many pounds that translates to roughly because the 3500 calories per pound thing isn't a scientific like it's not an accurate thing but it's close enough it's relatively close so the average american this isn't even like the top 10 percent the average american 
drinks 20 pounds of calories per year of soda. What? And just to qualify, you're talking about full sugar pop. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Not diet soda. Full sugar pop. No, okay. There you go. I, I have one a week. I, as just Doug so you is know. holding up I, his McDonald's right cup there. of pop. I, I right go now. to fast food once a week <laughs> on the way to the Calling podcast. Calling them out. It's true. I do. This is that's my it? one day that I go to. So, Andy, McDonald's. say that again. That's staggering. Say it again. Yeah, 20 pounds worth of calories of soda mm-hmm. per year on average. Really? Oh, yeah. Well, half of people drink a soda a day. And, and oh, an sure. average soda, you know, a can of Coke, for example, I believe has like 32 grams of sugar in it. That's 12 an insane. And if you, I challenge anyone listening to go to your kitchen, take out your teaspoon, tablespoon set, and sugar, and oh, put that God. amount in a cup, and you're going to see <laughs> it, what you're drinking. Well, there is good news, though. Oh, no. Um, so, There's no good news when it comes to sugar. Well, there actually is. <laughs> uh, 20, 2018, the average person drank 39 gallons of soda per year, which sounds like an insane amount until you realize that in tw- 2000, so 18 years prior, mm-hmm. they were drinking 53 gallons mm-hmm. a year. So we're improving a little. Oh, Quite yeah. a bit, actually. That's okay. uh, 15 gallons less per year. So okay. why is the obesity rate not going down? That is a good question. I think Well, because it's not just blamed on soda. It's and, not, but and that's, Danette's winking that's a big at me. part of it. It is. No, I totally agree with <laughs> you, Andy. I, I, mean, I do. Yeah. And the thing that even skews that number is that I think just based on my own experience and observation is that most people either drink a lot of soda or none at all. Yeah. Yeah, that true. does seem to be the mm-hmm. case. If you're a soda drinker, you're going to be drinking like pretty much every day. Well, and on the topic of, of just drinking in general, drinking is things that, that's a food group that people aren't taking into Coffee, account. That they drink. alcohol. Alcohol, yeah. juice. If, juice is Don't even get me started calorie. on juice. Like, no one should have any kind of mm-hmm. juice in their house ever for any reason. Zero. What do you cut period. the vodka with? <laughs> Diet soda. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Put um, Coke Zero in there. Yum. <laughs> there you go. But but truly, you know, we're, we're forgetting about the things that we're drinking, calories that we're uh, drinking. Yeah, 100%. Oh, yeah. And people aren't taking that into account, too. So, I mean, you want to talk about things that are contributing to obesity. We're talking... Well, because, like, even if you're just eating, like, candy, it's at least going to make you full. Whereas soda basically never will make you full, ever. Right. No matter how much you drink. So, if you drink a surplus of 5,000 calories of soda a week, that's literally just a straight surplus going into your calorie, you know, reserves, a.k.a. fat. Um, whereas if you just eat unhealthy, it's still mostly going to fat, but you're also not going to feel as hungry all the time. So it's pretty much like the worst possible way to introduce calories would be in liquid form. Because right. liquid just goes right, it stays well, in your stomach for like, I don't know, not very long, yeah. an well, hour your body or something isn't like doing that. any work to break it down because it's already liquefied, so. That too, yeah. yeah. Um, digestion oh, actually true. takes a lot of mm-hmm. calories to yeah. work, which is counterintuitive. It takes calories to get calories out of food, but the uh, more pre-digested basically your food is, mm-hmm. the fewer calories it takes to digest it. Right, correct. That's pretty cool. Look, all we ever do on this show is deliver. Have you ever noticed that? Yeah. No, I think Our this job is, very is important. to educate and inform, just like uh, Paul Wellstone once said about the morning show. And I love Paul Wellstone, don't get me wrong, but I had to disagree with him on that one. 
Yeah, he was not a big fan of mine. I do remember that. It's hard to believe. I thought I was popular with everyone. <laughs> you know the right... Honest to God, it's so funny that people don't understand that, that when they do... Well, I'll just use me because it's me. <laughs> that if they do a poll uh, to, for people, if they poll people asking what they think of me, 50% really like me and 50% really hate me. Well, you should I run for have, president. I should run for president because those, <laughs> yeah, yeah, really you know. those are good numbers. Yeah, that's not a bad Those are really good. Those are really good numbers. It doesn't sound like they're very good numbers with half of the people ha- hating your guts, but I mean, it's just the way it is. And by the way, Gelfand, I, I thought for sure when we went back to you after that whole deal about you know sugar and all the rest of it, you were going to say, I remember uh, seeing film of, of Adolf Hitler going, the juice, the juice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, I thought for sure you were going to do that. Yeah, and too, soon. too soon. <laughs> <It's> too soon. <laughs> too soon, baby. <laughs> Give it another hundred years. You always deliver, Gelfand. No matter you know, what you know, it speaking, is, you always deliver. Speaking of too soon, uh, as you know, and uh, I'm sure you were saddened, uh, saddened as I was, one of the great American comics died oh, a couple days God. ago. Mm-hmm. Yesterday. And, and you, yeah, Gil, was it yesterday? Yeah, it, it's yep. man that... It hurts because he was on the show quite often, and you know the two of us had a kind of a connection. I think based oh, yeah. on well, based on obvious things, right? Sure. And size. Uh, yeah, and I mean he'd, he. I remember the last time that I was uh, that I was in Studio B when when he came in and uh, Gilbert Gottfried, and he he comes in, and by then you know he knew who I was, and we chatted a little bit sure. off the air. Yeah, and he, but he came in, and there was the usual fuss, so there's like eight people in Studio B. People are helping him get situated. And he looks up at me, and he smiles, and he says, The two of us have the same strength, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> so so what, but what I, I was going to say was, you know, he was probably more famous for one joke than anything else. And yes. you probably know what I'm talking about. Yep. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so so he was asked, you know, he was asked the question, uh, you know, um, uh, when when is it okay, you know, uh, when is it okay after nine eleven to masturbate again? And of course, his response was uh, between buildings. <laughs> <laughs> I loved him so, Mike. And I'm glad you brought this up. And I, ladies, I hope you don't mind. We'll take the last couple of minutes for this, but. Uh, the last couple of years has been a real bitch. It started with losing my baby brother, and then Sid Hartman died two days later. I'd known Sid for 35, 37 years, something like that. I forget, did he and make then, it course, to 100? Yes, he did. He did, okay. He yeah, made, made it to 100, yep. yeah. He made it to 100. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Then, of course, we lose Scott Hansen, and then we lose, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, Bob Saget. Then we lose... Louis Anderson, uh, then we lose Gilbert. It's it's yeah. this last couple of years, and particularly the last three months, has been just terrible. Yeah, yeah it really has. What well, I, I think we were all surprised Sid made it that long, but well, those three really comedians, good. they were you know they were relatively young men when they passed. Yeah, Gilbert was what sixty-seven or something like that. Yeah. Sixty-seven, yeah. Was Sag at sixty? I don't know if he, or he was probably I think just it was either 50, side. I don't fifty-seven. Think I think. Yeah, was that it? Yeah. Well, I suppose that yeah. would make sense because he was a young dad on Full House in the nineties. Let's see here. How old was Louis? 
Bob Sega was 65. Oh, was oh, he really? Wow. Was he really? Because <laughs> Louie was about 65, too, wasn't he? Uh, let's see here. I think you're right. He was right in that. that 68. That, uh, <laughs> 68. So 67, 68, 65, and Scott Hansen was about 65 to 68. They all oh. four. Ask any doctor. Uh, the late yeah. 60s is when health issues catch up to you. Yeah. If you have any health issues, you got to get rid of them by then because <laughs> that's like the kind of the time limit. Okay, Kelly and Danette, I heard you, you have, thinking. <laughs> I heard you both thinking. You mean for Tom, the mental health issues? Is that what you're talking about? I heard you thinking that. Turncoats. I was going to argue and say it's true what they say about when you hit 50, man, stuff starts breaking. Well, yeah, that's like the first. <laughs> yeah, that's the first true. one is like, yeah, 55 ish is when a, yeah, lot of, like, a lot of the deaths happen. And then if you make it past that, you're good until probably like your late 60s. And then it seems if you make it past that, you're good to like 300 or so. <laughs> 300? Yes, 300. Oh, 300 going to work. 70, you're, you're good okay. for a while. <laughs> That'd be just fantastic. You're about 300 years old, so he's doing well. Ladies, we will talk to you later. I appreciate you coming in. So, how do they get a hold of you? They can call or text us at 952 491 6527. Or go to our website at Continuum, that's with two U's, uh, ContinuumWeightWellBeing.com. How wonderful is that? Doug, how are you feeling? Eh. Secrety? <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Are you doing car selling secrety? Well, yeah, it's been a while, huh? Yeah, it's been a while since yeah, you've done car selling secrets. Because you pretend to have a job and everything. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Who was on vacation last week? <laughs> I don't know. What are you talking about? Let's Boy, see. look at the time. I'd love to schmooze. Okay. Uh, raising right. kids will is be no back. vacation, let me tell you. <laughs> we'll be back with car selling secrets right after this.